Hi, welcome to the Angler Hot Seat Podcast. I'm Janice Min, your host today with Richard Rushfield. Hi, Richard. Hi there. Hi, and Sean McNulty coming to us from New York. Hi, Sean. Hey, Janice. Hi. Please remember to like and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and please subscribe to The Angler at theangler.com. The New York Times calls us a hit Hollywood newsletter. Um, Okay, it's officially September, and we have a lot of topics to cover today. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power is upon us. Um, We'll have to figure out no one's using the acronym for that yet right um that's a lot of lot of what is letters. that eye chart i don't even know exactly t-r-t yeah. <laughs> well whatever i don't Prop. know p-l-o-t-r-t-r-o-p <laughs> um <laughs> let's see um netflix just planted a flag in the new new chapter of the streaming wars um around advertising they're going to leapfrog disney i think in, in maybe in terms they of might. they might they might um there's also a new war uh, it feels very crazy eddie for those of you who grew up in new york um discounts are now the new thing in streaming um and then let's see uh and then i think i think richard and sean <laughs> before we jumped on they were they were remarking on some huge breaking news um <laughs> do you want to share it <laughs> Well, this is the big one uh, for, for entertainment today. That we uh, the 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 entertainment industry and and the internet in general were stunned by the news this morning that AMC Theaters has announced that Nicole Kidman is going to be filming a sequel to her much celebrated and uh, satirized AMC Theaters ad. Uh, why, why we come to the movies? Uh, so. <laughs> The internet is holding its breath, waiting for that to uh, drop. And what do we think she gets paid to do this? Oh, good question. Uh, I mean, uh, free, free popcorn and well, okay, or, but like, <laughs> she gets a ape stock, I think, from AMC. I don't, oh you know, my God, I don't know, maybe right? she gets an NFT or something from Adam, signed by Adam Aaron. Yeah. Uh, so, but do you think she does this because it? Um, the belief that it is goodwill, like it earns her goodwill and that ex- exhibitors will maybe feature her movies more prominently or put up those extra posters or or maybe she really does love the movie theater experience. I mean, it earns her goodwill with the biggest exhibitor of them all, for starters. So, uh, so, so, so that's something. Yeah. Uh, although, I guess what movies theatrically... What was her last theatrical film? Now that I'm thinking right, about this. Right, she's like the queen of... <laughs> she's been on HBO and... and now, right? Yeah. So I don't even know that she has something. And she, her deal's at Amazon, so I don't even know that. An wow. AMC, uh, <laughs> pro bono deal is uh, really going to be that beneficial, but... Um, <laughs> Well, at the yeah. time, I think it was because it was, you know, that when that dropped, it was kind of coming out of the pandemic and it was very yay movie theaters. It was very, you know, kind of a pro thing to do for, for the industry. So to be the face of that, you know, signing that deal, whether the creative went where it went. But I think at the time that was a big like, I would love to be the face of this. Come back to the movie theater. It just turned into what it turned into, uh, you know. Uh, but Yeah, maybe they'll rather. drop it right before um, the new Mission Impossible. So you have the synergy again <laughs> of um, the Kidman Cruise lineup in, in the theater. Reverse yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, people love that with Top Gun this summer. It was fun. Um, uh, very, very funny. Now, is either one of you going to go to $3 movie day? <laughs> be there Saturday. You will? You oh, no, go. I said just generally be there. And I'll be, the, I'll be at the beach or something. I don't know. But, uh, it's it's uh, Liberty Weekend and there's no new movies to go see. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm going to 
$3 for the movie, then plus uh, $15 for parking and uh, $40 for popcorn and, and Slurpees. So uh, you can get out of there for a mere $70 uh, movie day. <laughs> exactly. And you get to sit in a theater that's maybe extra crowded, which um, will be super, real, super fun. Real treat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although a $3 film in New York City, that is that is something to be, uh, and Los I mean, Angeles for that matter, too, I guess. By the way, if you don't have an air-conditioned house or apartment, like you could go sit in there all day long. That that would be kind of amazing, right? Ten bucks, you're good, yeah. Ten bucks, yep. Um, so, okay, before we jump into all of this, I want to talk since it's September, I just want to tell people some things coming up in Angler land. Um, okay. Richard and Tatiana are going to the Toronto film festival. Richard, what are you all doing there? Exactly. Uh, we are going to be taking stock of the film industry such as it is. And the Toronto is the start of the Oscar season. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how they're gearing up for that. And, are they gearing up for it? And are, are, are we really, now that films are back, are, are we going to do Oscar season just like it's 2018 again? Well, yeah. re- so remind us what's opening Toronto. It's a Netflix movie, right? You have, uh, you, Netflix has, uh, they'll be showing the the uh, the uh, Knives Out sequel. We'll, we'll be there. Oh, they, that'll be big. Yeah. They also, they, I, I believe, uh, I believe White, no- White Noise is going to, be there that's 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 their big uh oscar you also have the steven steven spielberg movie the fablemans the fablemans is, yep is coming there and the uh premiere of bros the uh the billy eichner comedy is uh, bros yes yeah, now right. is that like uh an awards thing is bros gonna be or is that just like think... it's toronto let's show a movie i i i think um uh, yeah you know, if if you're at the if you're at a festival and you're seeing all these awards films, a, a little humor goes a long way. Uh, it's not uh, in a week at a festival you can go get pretty hungry searching for jokes. So uh, a chance to a chance to just show a comedy uh, that's that's opening this week with a uh, sort of beloved star there. Yeah, Billy Billy Eichner. Eichner yeah, yeah. Bros looks funny. I have to say, I would like I would like to see Bros does it is the tracking um is not is not looking so great for it oh so i alone might like to see bros i guess <laughs> go twice janice there you go. Go, the three dollar day i'm gonna $3 go day, just yeah. roll through <laughs> <laughs> um and then you and tatiana i think are gonna do some podcasts out of toronto we are going to be doing podcasts uh, daily out of toronto and with some very special guests we hope so stay tuned Okay. All right. Um, so then a couple other things before we get to the things we actually do want to talk about. Um, but Sean and I, we're going, Sean, break the big news where we're going. Janice, please. You're the my, the maestro here. Come on, Marino. <laughs> Forget Canada. We're going a little further. Yeah, we're going farther than Canada. Forget Canada. We're going to Singapore. Uh, so Sean and I are going to Singapore. Um, how, how long a flight is that? <laughs> Well, Sean get is boarding the world's longest flight, isn't that right? I so, believe I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, if he thinks writing a newsletter every day is hard, this is this is going to be. <laughs> I can a write real two, stamina two, two newsletters on it. It'd be great. Well, well, we are going to move forward two days when and when you see when you make your reservation yeah. and when you land, it's plus two days. Um, well, anyway, so Sean's flying from New York to Singapore. I'm flying from Los Angeles to Singapore. We're 
I'm going to have a complete nervous breakdown on the flight because it'll be so long. But we are going because um, Sean and I were in, we uh, were invited by Google and Media Partners Asia's um, APOS conference. Um, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be speaking a little bit at a private event, um, but then uh, we are also going to be um, doing is it probably three podcasts out of Singapore with some of the leaders um, who are there at APOS, and so those speakers include. I'm looking at the list that they've made public so far. Um, Kevin Mayer, um, Uday Shankar. Can you remind people who Uday Shankar is, Sean? Uday Shankar is the partnered up with um, James Murdoch to create essentially the new powerhouse channel in India called Viacom 18, which Paramount has a now has a very, very small stake in. But uh, and they won the IPL cricket rights for digital from Disney. Uh, digital rights from Disney uh, and the auction this summer. So they will be getting those rights and be the okay. ma- new major player in India. So he's half of that uh, back. Got it. There. Okay. And then let's see, Gerhard Zeiler, Zeiler, president of international at Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, let's see, uh, Netflix's Kim Min Young. Uh, does she oversee the region in Asia? I believe she is uh, APAC, but I don't uh, have to look okay. at yeah, which would be the whole reason. But uh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Joe Ravitch from Rain Capital. Uh, Michael Nathanson, the analyst from Moffitt Nathanson. Anyway, they're all going to be speakers at the conference. And then Sean and I will be pulling out some people separately for um, some podcasts that we will bring straight to you. And Sean will also be publishing his wake-up newsletter out of Singapore, too. And somehow that'll work. Sure, we're confident. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I'm going to plug one more thing. Next week, our own entertainment strategy guy is producing a four-part series for paid subscribers only um, around what America actually watches. And so this is a little bit of our counter-programming in the wake-up, uh, in the wake-up, that's your newsletter, Sean, in the run-up to the Emmys, um, where he is going to uh, dive into something we talk about sometimes here, the um, the the big gulf between what media covers um, and believes are hot topics um, and what America is actually consuming and who the so-called average American is. Um, so anyway, again, that's for paid subscribers. Um, it should be great. I started to read the pieces. Uh, sign up at theankler.com for a subscription. Um, okay, that's enough plugging. Um, let's start. Where should we start, guys? Should we start with the... Uh, with Lord of the Rings, yeah, I mean, L O T R T R O P, as we're going to call it, as no one will ever call it. It's the. I mean, I, I'd like to start with it that the insanity on. I, I, don't, I don't know whose part it was, HBO's or Amazon, but that they let these two shows happen at the same time, so that every single sentence written about them. Every tweet about them is going is is going to be under the frame of who's the winner and who's the loser. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate though. Doesn't that actually elevate the whole thing into like Super Bowl level? You know, and a, you know, you will. I want to get into this thing you talked about in your column this week, Richard, about monoculture. I mean, isn't this a monoculture event that entertainment lives for? In theory, unless you're on the loser, unless one of them is clearly the loser of of that, I haven't seen the I haven't seen Lord of the Rings yet. I saw the first House of Dragons, which was which was more, which was very Game of Thrones. 
Is it? Uh, it's not house. Is it House of the Dragon or House yeah. of Dragons? <laughs> dragon House. Yeah, house of dragon. the Dragon. Singular, dragon. singular dragon. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yes. Dragon guys. Yeah. Girls, plural. Dragon singular. <laughs> yes, that's how I remember it. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of dragon and elf programming, and if 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 one of them is clearly seen as the winner, and you know, Amazon a- Amazon has the advantage of. Uh, Nobody knows how, how how many people have watched it, if anybody, and they can just proclaim it's our biggest hit in history. And who are we, we to disagree? They, we, let me interrupt or interject. Uh, they they don't report to Nielsen. So okay, got it. Oh, Nielsen may have some, but that's not. I mean. So- it's it's minute stream janice it's not gonna be uh you know yeah sure yeah sure okay (laughs) congratulations so the world will we'll look it through the frame of of which is the better dragon show and which is the the lesser dragon show and it also uh, you're 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 hoping that people have two hours a week to set aside for dragon and elf uh related content Okay, right but now. isn't this rising tide lifts all boats? I'm coming back to the same theme. Is isn't it a little bit? I don't. I you spend a billion dollars on a show, uh-huh. uh, or half a billion, or whatever, whatever these these guys. I just I, I, traditionally you just want as clear a playing field to get your message out and to to promote your show, and you don't you don't want it. You don't want that message muddied with anything else, and you're like, you don't in the context of your show. You don't want people talking about another show, and mm-hmm. you just you just you just want to tell the story of of, of your show of your, of your elves, assuming you believe you've got some great elf content there for the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, are you going to watch or have Sean? Did you watch? Uh, I, 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 I proudly said not proudly, but you know, I worked at HBO for 15 years. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, so. <gasps> Uh, yes, uh, that I watched yeah, half of one because I had to do some uh, marketing work on it at one point. Uh, not a, I, just like not my you. genre. That's fantasy is not my, you know, I watched the Lord of the Rings films because I had to do interviews with the cast, but I would not have seen them otherwise. Uh, I, that trailer, I mean, the reviews for Lord of the Rings have been very good. Like in the trades were, there was, there was not a real bad thing that I read, you know, coming out. So the quality seems to be there and the money they spent seems to be be put wisely on screen so that that does um, that not that game of thrones didn't have that as well but uh the question mark was can amazon do this right and i think the early indications are yeah so okay richard are you team elf or team dragon uh i'm definitely team dragon in general but i'm open (laughs) to 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 seeing what the elves have got you're elf curious (laughs) yeah i i yeah, I, I bought into Game of Thrones so far that I, I if this one just coasts and is just sort of replacement level like Game of Thrones stuff, that that'll be fine by me. I don't, I, um, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I, I can just ride with with the dragons uh, for a long way. I'll, I'll I'll take a look at the elves and see what the, <laughs> what they're bringing to the table. So, Janice, I'll be watching back to ESG's piece. What most of America is watching, which is the NFL, which launches next Thursdays, which will get great. Neither one of those shows, uh, most likely. And wait the so, the first the first game of the season is is next Thursday. They it's so, Chiefs so, versus someone. I think local. Think local. Uh, Chargers. Uh, uh, Super Bowl uh, Jazz Rams Rams. The working score. Okay, sorry, I wasn't thinking <laughs> local enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> close okay. though, close. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you do have two teams in your defense now. That is correct. So that, that is true. So uh, yes, yeah, Super Bowl. I mean, that's Super Bowl. The NFL will be returning uh, next week. College football is this weekend, and those ratings. You know, Game of Thrones can get 10 million if an NFL game got 10 million to be doing very badly. So uh, just keep that in mind in terms of what people are watching. Some that's the important thing to keep in mind. Uh, Sean, do you want to explain this news that just came out right before we started taping about advertising and Netflix and this um, leapfrog that they're doing in terms of coming out ahead of Disney plus there's a report in the wall street journal. This is not confirmed. And you know, again, anybody who's ever launched a product in media knows plans change, you know, 17 times before the planning stage to the launch stage. So the latest rumors, uh, the reports in Wall Street Journal is that, you know, Netflix is now floating uh, to the ad community that the, the ad supported tier or product in the U.S. could or may launch on November 1st. They had originally said on their earnings call that it will launch in first quarter 2023. That earnings call happened before Disney set their date of December 8th. So knowing as we all know about Netflix wanting to be first mover, they kind of move fast to that internet speed that they work on. This November 1st date could be a reality. They just also hired the two heads of that business, you know, this week. So they have, that's three months out from the people walking in the door to launching their service, which I mean, it's, it uh, could happen, but that's pretty tight. I mean, you know, I've been in ad supported yeah, businesses for yeah. a long time. Like you really it's very hard to get last minute money. Like you have, I mean, the ad planning takes like, it's typically done uh, almost more than half a year in advance. Right. Uh, if, right. Right. Yeah. And Netflix is coming in, you know, uh, look, I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, the only thing of, of note about this in, in a way is that, you know, Netflix is now out, uh, Netflix is now outside of the wall and the ad community has a lot of loose lips. So anything that's coming out now, this is all information is not coming from Netflix is coming from ad buyers well, who are sharing this with journalists. Ad don't you think they, and, don't you think they want it out? I mean, that, I mean, Netflix. Yeah, like don't. Not, there's just so many like, you know, every little bit of news is being reported. Like how much you know the, the, the parts of the news were you know they're guaranteeing five hundred thousand subscribers you know at right. at launch essentially, which I guess is out of seventy one million they have. I don't know what, you know, how they're figuring that out. Um, you know, the CPMS came out at they're 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 charging or looking to charge more than the typical other streaming services get to have ad supported products, the Hulu's and HBO Max's of the world, which look, it's Netflix. Yeah. They probably are going to charge you more to be in front of stranger things than you would in, you know, uh, and they're running it like, haha, an old fashioned upfront, right? Like an old, like an old fashioned television upfront is what the journal story said, at least that they're looking for these big upfront commitments. Yeah, they're launching a product. So, but to your point, the upfronts already happened. So, a lot of the money that's been committed this year is committed. You yeah. want and and you want to push that date up from January, February to November, which is but you know. So, I think they're kind of counting on holiday spending, like the holiday oh, right. campaigns, to maybe like because that's extra money that maybe you don't have quite allocated yet. From a, you know, for, I don't know what categories they're hitting. You know, if they're going cpg if they're doing you know i don't know what what they're looking to to target per se but so maybe well, that's it there's just a lot of questions yeah. well, what are the, go ahead richard well what one, one thought i had about this uh yeah well a couple of thoughts uh first of all like having let this out 
they're now they've now set a bar that they're going to be able to be judged about by. So if they if they say they're looking for this and then they launch and they don't have it, uh, that people be be fair enough to criticize them. Um, second, Netflix is going to have to release a lot more numbers to out out into the beyond the Netflix gates than they ever have before. It's, it's done. It's not going to be good enough for advertisers to just tell them we're we're very happy with how how, how this went today. And part of the reporting today was also there there will be no third party verification of so it's whatever Netflix tells you is what you're getting. So they have not said what metric. How's that going to go with advertisers? I I mean, look, you know, you want to buy you want to buy Stranger Things or not is probably the you know is essentially the the pitch. So I think an advertiser will will trust you that Stranger Things is a hit. You know, Stranger Things, but but right, but no, you've got, got a lot of in- inventory you're going to sell there. Exactly, and who knows? That, you know, advertising is not going to be on everything. You know, no one knows what they're putting it. You know, in front of per se. So, and it's going to be a gradual rollout. It's not going to be like, hey, day one, well, here's the whole thing. It's like, well, here's the start, and we'll increase this as we go. But it won't be a full fledged. You know, this is what it's going to be. Thing. Well, so Sean, like you wrote this week as many places did about this advertising um, apocalypse at snap where they, which then has resulted in them laying off one in five employees. Like that's crazy. And getting rid of their whole snap original slate, which I don't know if that ever really was a thing, but that, but anyway, they tried to do um, original streaming content on their platform. Um, But okay. So all signals over the summer, at least from social media companies, have been advertising is disappearing. And then here comes streaming to say, wait, we're going to move our advertising strategy up. So what 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 am I missing here? Oh, absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> and, and one, there is a divide of social media spending, which is what the Snap, the Meta, sure. the, the, versus the streaming TV business, which is not nobody was no no company came out materially and said we're seeing a big pullback uh the hulu's doing fine hbo max didn't indicate any headwind so there is a it's both digital advertising but it is kind of two buckets if you will so there is that delineation of like wait a second digital advertising is going away why are you launching you know that there's a bit of a logic shift to that but video advertising it's a premium environment there's limited inventory social media you can advertise to anybody to the cows you know the spending is rampant and then people are like is this getting a return on investment you know so there is that divide there but everybody's coming in the door at a time when budgets are probably pulling back and that's really you know you have disney plus you got netflix there was another report today apple's now hiring to increase their advertising business i don't even know what that's even going to be but so, you know, Amazon's looking to get a greater piece of the advertising pie. You know, you have all these people coming in looking for more ad dollars. And there's always, look, well, you know, there's always so many ad dollars out there. And, you know, there is a question wow. of who's going to get left holding the bag. Um, Netflix, you know, wow. again, it's the, it's the, Netflix has the halo of like, if you ask anybody, do you want to advertise on Netflix? You're going to get a yes. It's not like, wow. you know, and it's not going to be, I, I would say, I don't, if you feel differently, guys, but, you know, I think that they're not going to have a big issue selling limited average you know they're not going crazy it's uh, four minutes an hour it's not like you're you know there's not that much inventory to be had 
they'll probably, well, so, you know. Yep. So the, I think that um, being that, having that first mover advantage of being the first major streaming platform out with advertising, though, I mean, obviously Hulu has wow. had it, Peacock has had it, but not part of this current, like, 2.0 streaming wars. Right. And um, advertisers always want something new and novel, right? They want to be the first out of the gate. So I guess Netflix is trying to sell, I'm assuming, that kind of... Um, you know, the debut of new streaming advertising. And and if Disney were to come out with it beforehand, it w- might seem less less interesting, maybe. Could be, yeah. And also they might suck some of that money up that Netflix wants to get and fe- may not be there in February if Disney suck, you know, right. got it so, all. Yes, so there's so, that too, you know. Uh, right, so they're making that. people buy an, in an upfront environment. But then also I saw in the Wall Street Journal that they are going to limit the number of advertising anyone person can any one organization can buy which any one company can buy which is the sense of false scarcity right that um and they're going to limit it so people um so as the viewer you're not subjected to the same you know craft mac and cheese ad a hundred times you know yeah and we've talked about it both of you talked about it here about you know hulu's reputation this is is not great um and i think i know janice you had said on richard as well that you know you got you you upgraded because you're other people saying they upgraded because they couldn't take it anymore because that's been our experience so the bar is low and if netflix comes in and does it smart and does it well you know and does a few smart campaigns that are customized to uh, Stranger Things or who knows, you know, which are I mean, whatever the big programming is, I should probably look at it. What's in November that you could like, oh, a campaign that actually gets buzz. Like, if you know, this is a bad, the reverse of this, but if the Peloton bike ad in a good way took off, like, right. that's added value that you're not getting on a Hulu where everybody's being, they hate the ad. So if you can do that in a smart way, and that's a big check someone would write to have that kind of buzz on a Netflix show. And that show also goes around the world. It's not launched globally yet, but it's going to be. So if you can yeah. set this case study, you can charge someone even more that, come 2023. Go ahead, Richard. Yep. Yeah. said that the, the history of uh, video ad experiences in the digital right. age has not been one of uh, incredible experiences that people are dying uh, to, get more, to get more of. Right. And that was Netflix's, you know, when they came in the business, watch all your shows at once. Don't watch commercials. It was like, everybody's like, oh my God, I love this viewing experience. I hate watching, you know, commercials and television. We've kind of gone back on that now, but you know, so they're used to that pioneering spirit of we're going to give you something different and we're getting rid of all the things you hate. And if they can bring that ethos to advertising, very hard bar to do because advertisers want to do what advertisers want to do. We're going, you know, but they're, if they can pull that off, you know, there's in, there's in two here. months. That's all. In it, two well, months. Well, that's the th- in three. Yeah, three months or three months. Yeah, with a brand yeah. with the team that just started today. And sure. you know, I believe I believe maybe they can do that with you know one or two premium campaigns on one or two big shows. But when this starts to become integrated all throughout their product and and have all kinds of advertisers and all kinds of shows and all kinds of experiences and as we know, you know. Netflix is all about the 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 micro targeting and the 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 taste clusters and everything, um, which 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 all just uh, rings to me like the the experience I have with uh, with Google Ads, which is I order a pair of shoes and then I the next three months I get ads for that pair of shoes. So exactly, right. And one of the other things I dropped today, Janice, was that like Netflix has told advertisers that they're going to limit targeting 
of like they weren't gonna they're not gonna be giving you all the information you know they're gonna be mindful of that as a whatever that means it's it's again that's to mean Janice all the stuff's coming out but it's not quantified so it's really hard to say you know like yeah you're building a product on the fly at 100 miles an hour like a lot of news is gonna come out that nope that uh, nope that was a some some of those you know and these little ideas come out that never happened so that's where this news needs to be taken with whatever you want to take it with you know right right okay and i mean probably netflix more than disney just because netflix is so scrutinized that their ad launch will be picked apart and dissected by so much yes, media so press yeah. that as, <laughs> as press, you right? as you too know yeah um well let's go to the next part of this which is um uh like it's like discount fever like it I, it's suddenly like it feels like um that Vaughn's grocery flyer you get stuffed in your mailbox out here in LA like what like what's what's going on Sean why is why is one price suddenly less than the other and like now are we competing over the lowest price instead of streaming hours now or like what what is going on yeah i mean these are the levers that you pull i mean you know the second quarter as we've talked about you know growth pretty much flatlined in streaming services in the u.s so not that that you know it's one quarter we'll see what happens in the future maybe it's a minor blip maybe it was an off quarter you don't know um but you got to get those numbers going again. So what are the two levers you pull? You either discount it or, you know, or you, or you add an advertising. So Q3 is all about the discount. So that's, we have Peacock, 20 bucks for a year. You got HBO Max, 40% off. Uh, Disney's raising their price in a little while, but they're, but they're doing Disney day. They're getting the, you know, the, 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 the trumpet outs, you know, but that's what these, but, you know, I think Richard, you probably thoughts about this too, but you know, that's what, these are traditional entertainment companies discounting is part of you know the thing netflix has never ever discounted their product and they're not once you start discounting it there's a perception that may last where once it's full price again people may wait ah it'll be on sale in a month you know you get that perception going it's a very dangerous slope to play so uh, you know it's happening now because they need to get the subscriber growth growth going because they were, you know, losing us subscribers in the, in the second, second quarter. And they got to turn that tide somehow or other. So well, our poo genesis will go down, but yeah, Richard, go ahead. I mean, it's also all, all of these services geared themselves in their, their images towards a sort of prestige market. And they're all, they're 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 all looking for for the Emmys upscale uh, category categories. They're they're all trying to be the Neiman Marcus of services, like all of them, uh, on, on on some level. And maybe being uh, uh, J C Penney is where or is 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 a better positioning in the end. Yeah, I think you know Zaslav certainly said we want to get paid for our content, and you know he was there's talk he's going to redo the Amazon deal and back into more you know Netflix's business model is direct to consumer. They take all your, you know it's a one way thing. What HBO traditionally was a wholesale product. You know Comcast sold you HBO. HBO didn't sell you HBO, so HBO would sell Comcast. You know would say all right we're you're going to pay us seven or eight bucks, whatever the thing is per subscriber, and you sell it for whatever you want or, you know, up to a certain price and you keep the rest. Netflix doesn't do that model, but, and, Netflix, and HBO Max kind of threw that out. But Zaslav's, you know, his background is in the cable TV business, which is exactly what the wholesale model is. And you see this kind of shift 
to discounting to maybe opening those doors again we're like hey seven bucks is better than no bucks you know that kind of thing where these companies are used to that we've gotten into this place that that the entire industry has been focused around around subscriber how many subscribers you have and what are they paying and that and and that is the only metric that 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 matters and you look at Disney historically. I mean, the, the movies can almost be a loss leader to to introduce a whole line of products and experiences and and and, and other things. I like the the shows that you know they. I'm, I'm sure there's an argument that you can give give these shows away and you make more money off off them if you market them product. Well, let's. I know we've talk about peacock not always in the most flattering way but let's let's do that again because <laughs> i'm i entertainment strategy guy who by the way is going to come in the podcast he oh, says which will be okay. yeah and so that'll be exciting um but he wrote this story today and he has this series um about about worst case scenarios at the different companies in entertainment and today um these aren't predictions they're just sort of you know if, if things go wrong this is what could happen this is how they could go very wrong and he covered comcast nbc universal today and one of his points was um about peacock and one of the things that can go horribly wrong is peacock doesn't find an identity uh and he said um I'll, I'll read from his story he says i describe peacock in a summary as this in original content it's going right after the same quote as richard pointed out prestige audience as hbo apple hulu and netflix with series like the resort bel-air angeline dr death and joe versus carol so when customers are considering their options why would they go to peacock their originals feel identical to the other streamers only with way less buzz and critical acclaim um so uh so is price i mean you know i think we always you know i think people are always torn on price does it actually make a difference can you make people spend less for something they don't really want i mean i i i think peacock i mean you you, you look at them and Feels like they're trying now. They're working with 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 some very uh, top level great creative people and and showrunners, and they have they have real stars and they have real concept, but just nothing has clicked yet. And you just until you have it, it's a, it's a very crowded marketplace, and until you have a show that people need to see, it's, it's right. I mean, as as you see all the time, it takes one hit. And it changes the entire narrative. One hit changes the entire narrative, and two hits, and you're the, the, a business, the network that everybody wants to be on. Right. right. But it's hard to have a hit if you don't have subscribers. So that's where, like, so that's back to your discounting, Janice. Maybe the thing is, like, we've tried this way forward of doing these all these shows you just listed, and obviously we are where we are. We need to get the base bigger, and when you have a bigger base, you will get if it is a good show that hits, you'll have more people who can potentially see it and talk about it. You know, uh, is a tree falls in the forest motif of like, all right, well, great, you have five million subscribers, but and we have a great show and no one never talks about it. But if you have, and uh, Peacock's at 13 million, you know, so they're a, a third of this, you know, less than a third of the size of Hulu, HBO Max, probably to some degree Paramount Plus. So, you look, but you look at you look at Apple two years ago. Uh, well, that's was, exactly a great point, big, Richard. Yeah, big question mark: What are they doing? Why are they doing this? What a waste of time they're talking about anyway. And then you have Ted Lasso and Severance, and and then suddenly everyone wants to work with Apple, and and we don't even know that anyone's watched Severance except for people who work in the industry. But yeah. but it's, and Apple was giving their product away for free. 
I mean, remember they, they ended that last summer, but that was free with every, I would add a free for 18 months getting a new phone. Like, you know, that, that stopped recently. So Ted Lasso could become a hit, not because people were paying for Apple TV plus it's because people had it for free because everybody had Apple TV products or Apple uh, electronic products. So it had that base to work from If Ted Lasso had come out with people having to pay $5 a month for Apple TV plus that would not have been the story that it, that it became. People just had it. And then once you heard it, like, Oh, I actually do have that. Right. I'll watch it, you know, but if you had, if you didn't have it, you wouldn't have paid $5 to watch Ted Lasso or a lot of people would not have, you know, right. at that point. So are you a Peacock I, subscriber, Sean? I, I will be probably today, Janice. Um, I have gone on and off it before, but $20 for a year. I'm like, yeah, I pay the same thing for Hulu, quite frankly. So like, yep, that's about as much as I watch you. it. They well, got like 20 bucks for a year. I'm like, yeah, yeah get, I like yeah. Premier League soccer. Um, you know, there may be a show or two I want to watch or they have a good library of stuff. You sure. know, all the, all the Hulu, uh, all the next day shows are going to Peacock from NBC too. So SNL the next day will now be on Peacock. It will not be on Hulu, which well, I love to watch. So there's some things I'm like, yeah, for 20 bucks a year. Yeah, I would probably, you know, I'm, Richard, I'm are you that. are you a Peacock subscriber? I'm 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 the biggest. Uh, I, I I'm I'm the person that the whole streaming world was uh, made for. I'm the big. I subscribe to everything. I forget that I'm subscribed. <laughs> oh, uh, they're 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 all on there. I'm now paying like I, I think many times as much as I was paying for ca- for cable. At, at oh, you're something. you're the dream. You're the dream customer. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm pro- I probably have like five Peacock subscriptions sitting there that I, I <laughs> wow. And I and I I don't have and I have about forty minutes a week to watch TV, so I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the twenty. Go to the twenty dollars, Richard. Go to the twenty dollars. I'm the person that that joins thirty gyms and never goes. (laughs) 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 Um, All right, Um, let's. Richard, let's talk about your column you did this week, your um, hope in the pit of your stomach column (laughs) with a very contradictory headline. I thought one thing, well, two things, I maybe there are more things you want to talk about out of it, but I thought, one, that the Netflix schadenfreude, um, uh, you know, the death spiral of the media that the media was talking about so much didn't happen. They're still the number one streamer. Um, but the second thing was, I thought like an interesting cultural point you made in entertainment, which is um, Gen X is finally in control of this, of the executive suites instead of the uh, boomers, which everyone has been waiting for them to like, you know, clear out. Yeah. Well, on, on the first one, I, Talking about Netflix, it was it was couched in uh, a, a few a few miles of caveats of of they they've got to they have to change the way they do development and the just making an insane amount of shows like this is not sustainable et cetera et cetera. All that said, and all we none of it like the the crazy drunken sailor model and conning Wall Street and everything. As a result of that, they're the number one streamer in the world. And I I, I, I took uh, last week's Nielsen streaming ratings, which the top 10 shows, uh, 10 out of 10 of them were from Netflix. And you could say, oh, it's CSI, it's someone else shows. You could say it's licensed, it's too expensive. But they have 10 out of, they have 10 out of the top 10 uh, streaming shows. That's a pretty good place to be in, in, in this war. And um, they may not 
the way they do it may not be sustainable, and they, they there there may be all sorts of problems of, of of what's coming. But but we should just acknowledge that this is not if if this is what many you know peacock would kill for a catastrophic uh week like that right um so that that was that was my point on them uh as far as uh the the gen x part this is this is, you know i'm a member of the x generation a gen x patriot uh where they're very very loyal to it and i've been writing since i started doing the ankler about 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 four years ago i've been writing about this sort of death group that that that, that, that there was this cadre of baby boom executives and producers who basically ascended to the uh, thrones of the various studios in the 1990s, in the early 1990s and have, have and it seemed like they were never ever going to, to let the studios go until they that, that that they were going to be running everything until the end of time after death like there were no no one would ever get past that. and I just I just sort of took a look around uh this month and like oh my god they they've one by one, they've actually mostly moved on, and uh, most of the most of the big jobs at most of the studios and networks are now have have now passed to Gen X. Which you know, the caveat to that is Gen X is now in their fifties, so it's not exactly like they're, they're, they're <laughs> the whippersnappers. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not, we're not like ninety nine. Yeah, right. Not, yeah. We're not letting like the kids the. the Kids in or people, you know, when when hopefully this is an industry that wants to be reaching out to teens, it's like a a step in that in that direction, but uh, but but still ways to go. But just that we that that group that has controlled entertainment for for thirty some years now has finally seems to be moving on. All right, um, uh, and then I think because I think this dive this is a good segue into something that I want Sean to talk about um, in his column that I think we'll be posting that by the time you, everyone's listening to this, his column will have posted, but um, Richard, you write also about monoculture and, um, and you, you think we're in a good time for monoculture. Is that true? It's, it's having a little bit of a comeback. It's uh, where, you know, the, 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 the talk for uh, the last, the last Five years or so has been that everything has just become going to the niches and micro-targeted, and and I mean, these tiny little things. But you look at what what are the hits this year, and it's all these big four quadrant, made for everybody, um, you know, mass mass audience thing. The biggest movie of of the year is, is Top Gun, and then you have the you know you you have. Not just not just the, the, the Disney always lived in the monoculture, but uh, you know you have things like Jurassic Park and um, and, and all these movies. Uh, you, the, the House biggest, of the Dragon. Yeah, the biggest phenomenon in TV is, uh, is first of all you have Yellowstone, which is as monoculture a show as there could be. But you also have these even Netflix, which is the which is the network of micro targeting. It has is finding success of these. Uh, with with running shows like Virgin River and, and Stranger Things, of course, and Bridgerton, which are very broadly appealing, and they keep them on for a long time, uh, just like an old time TV network that 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 they built. Thrones, of course, we've seen the return of Game of Thrones and uh, the 
and Warner's had a big had had a big hit with with the Elvis biopic, and you know Elvis is sort of the the founder of modern culture, so like a tribute to him. Um, and it's it 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 just seems that while we're talking about uh, the every everything to niches, we're actually having some pretty big broad successes out there. All right. Well, that's that's very positive of you to say, Richard. Um, <laughs> I, I regret it. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll erase it from the internet soon. Uh, maybe by the time you hear this podcast. But Sean, in your column, okay. So then, Richard, we're we're ambushing you. We're going to play a little quiz. Oh, um, okay. So, uh, so Sean, in a column you have not seen yet, um, lists the top ten. Okay, top ten movies on Netflix compared to the top 10 box office movies. And, you know, Sean is talking about, you know, he's been really smart about the, um, about the, what, what the shortage of marketing for streaming movies. Um, and he actually got a really interesting email, um, this week that he, we're not going to say who it's from, but, um, Sean, okay. So I want you to tell us, you know, you can, um, you know, uh, briefly tell us what that email said, but also I want you to quiz Richard on the plots of the top 10 Netflix movies and see if he knows them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So I wrote about this last week and I'm following it up. Uh, the, when you hear this on Friday on uh, Friday of Labor Day weekend. So that'll be uh, tomorrow morning in, in, in the wake up. Um, and someone had uh, executive in the film industry had written me just being like, you know, what, should happen because i'm saying there's a, a lack of marketing for these movies as i was looking at me time specifically which was kevin hart and when we talked about this last week where i asked you did you hear me time and no, the, nobody knew what it was <laughs> and i said the two of the biggest movie stars in the world have a movie coming out today no one had, could tell me what it was um because still can't still can't. <laughs> <But> go on <laughs> it was also number one this past weekend i I'll know get i'll get to that it was the third biggest movie of the summer wow. on netflix our opening weekend um so you know it does well for Netflix. It's getting the engagement, which is what their metric of success is. But um, my question is, is it good for Kevin Hart and Mark, Wal Mark Wahlberg when people don't know that they have a new movie coming out? Like, that's how movie stars are made and keep up being A-list movie stars. If no one knows, you know, if no one's, you know, like out there seeing and experiencing your movie, that could be a problem. So this individual had written me just saying, saying, you know, what they should start doing, which I thought was a smart idea was A-list stars need to start putting essentially a P&A spend into their streaming deals. Where uh, a marketing spend, spend guarantee. A marketing spend saying, you know, we don't you know prints and streaming, obviously, but in advertising or marketing spend saying, all right, as a part of this deal, you're going to spend 5 million bucks, you know, and however they want to get specific on it, but like insist upon it in the deal because, you know, if, if, if that me if me time does 20 million hours or 50 million hours kevin hart and Wal Wahlberg's paycheck is the same thing you know netflix cares but there's no incentivization for them to do any you know there's the incentives are all off in streaming films versus theatrical films and this needs to kind of negate out because as i said kevin had two films that, that wasn't his only one i said what's this other film this summer no one else knew you know and i'm not saying people right. didn't watch it I mean, but culturally you know it's not ringing a bell, you know, and well, these movie are not stars, budget. I mean, the whole idea of movie stars is like, it's myth-making, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. it's total artifice and, exactly. um, and myth-making doesn't happen 
when you're a star who has a YouTube channel and posting Instagram videos all day. It's a I mean, different I think kind of thing. It's yeah. a different, yeah. It's a very different kind of thing. It's but um, legendary, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so you have in your wake up column the top ten box office movies of the year, and like it's like everything we know, right? It's Top right. Gun, Maverick, Jurassic, uh, Minions. Uh, what what am I missing? It, well, those, um, so the top five are all all fran- pre existing franchises. Obviously, Doctor Strange, Jurassic World, Thor, Top Gun, and Minions are top five. The bottom five are largely original. Um, I mean, Lightyear, which had a tangential relation to Toy Story, sure. but I would say that's even minor. Uh, nope, which is an entirely original film. Elvis is IP, but I wouldn't say it's franchise IP. It's an original, you know, work. Uh, Bullet Train, brand new, and Black Phone, brand new. Um, okay. These are opening, uh, the top 10 opening weekends, not total opening grosses. Yeah. Okay, so Richard, have you heard of all those movies? Those I've heard of, yes. And okay. do you do you generally know what those movies were about and who was in them? Generally. I'm not going to say how many of those I saw. Okay, fine, fair. You're aware. Your awareness. The Q score on those films is is high with Richard, so yes. Yeah. Okay, so Sean, now now let's quiz Richard. Okay. Let's see if he knows who was in and what the general plot was of the top 10 Netflix movies. Okay, so this is just opening weekends only. Uh, Back of the napkin math. And you are know, these Netflix originals? Not Netflix, Netflix. well. That's it. That's all Netflix has. I would do have a cat. I would do have one, which I had. Janice, you haven't seen this yet. So one more add-on about that about a film that was a theatrical film that did very well on Netflix this summer. Um, so these are. I know what, you're talking, yes, I know what movie it is. I, I, you do. It's Uncharted. There you go. There, there, you've already got it. Exactly. Like, it, Darren, are you so impressed? I knew something you didn't know. No, you no, did know. It, 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 only, <laughs> it only speaks to the point, Janice, that like, I, didn't, okay. I barely said anything about it and you already knew right yeah. there. I, I, so I was like, told Uncharted was viewed as uh, the same hours as um, Gray Man. Uh, um, Ish? Okay, whatever. Well, okay. Different caveats, sorry. Richard, did you okay. have something? You're enough. Okay. Every, every time, I feel like every time I look at uh, their top 10 movies, it's one of these uh, STX output films that came out four years ago nobody saw, and now it's the number two show on, on Netflix all of a sudden. Yeah, there are some, and not necessarily one, two, three, four slots, but in the top 10, there's always old stuff that kind of, you know, sing to is, you know, comes back and whatever you might do it. So anyway, the top 10 uh, based right, on let's, let's... opening weekends. Uh, only back in the napkin math uh, about views. This is views, not hours viewed. So, because movies are different lengths. So, all right. hours is not the right metric. A view is a metric. Start at number 10. Let's see. Right, if we go, yeah, let's get... see. Yeah, we'll go bottom. I'm going to start at number 11 since okay. I included this. this is, so, The Sea Beast. Uh, that 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 one I know about. That is an animated mo- film on, on, on Netflix. That... Wow. Okay. Very uh, good. Uh, I, an, animation I know more about than I, I should because I have two young children. So okay, that's cheating. Uh, <laughs> number ten is Spiderhead. <laughs> it's uh, this is uh, they 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 brought back uh, Andrew Garfield about uh, <laughs> after uh, recovering from Spider Man and uh, <laughs> sitting alone in a room and uh, does and, it in, does it star someone named Chris or Ryan? I don't know. I, doesn't it? Doesn't it star someone named Chris or Ryan? It's Isn't a that... Chris Hemsworth film with Miles Teller, <laughs> oh, really? uh, directed by Top Gun director Joseph Kaczynski. Oh, 
So there, Joseph Kaczynski had two films this summer. Also, fun fact, uh, that was and that was also Chris Hemsworth other other movie this summer besides Thor. He had two films this summer, which if you ask yeah. most people, he'd probably say he had one. So uh, number nine, Interceptor, <laughs> which I actually now have to re Google. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I uh, is this a, a a Jason Statham film or Jason Statham's nephew? Or, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a statement. It's Bill Statham, yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, this is an, it is an action film, which Interceptor, uh, starring Elsa Pataki, who uh, of uh, Fast and Furious uh, family, so right, she's the right. star of that. Um, she's the biggest star in the movie, but that uh, was that's where that landed on the list. Uh, Purple Hearts. Purple Hearts is a that that that's that's a big hit. That's about that's about uh, the, uh, the the injured 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 veterans coming back and and all that. Some kind of love story and yes, love, love starring. Story. Can you name a star in it? No, I can't. Name it's not a star driven product. No, it's, it's okay. But but yeah. I know that's 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 an actual phenomenon that has produced uh, debate on on social media. I, I I don't know the nature of the debate exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, heard, he's heard chatter. Okay, got it. Um, some, Richard, some that's, have... a, that's a really high bar. Has produced debate on social media. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it did have a very popular TikTok presence, which has was you know kind of it did catch you know the opening weekend wasn't it was number eight. It's now the seventh highest most viewed film of all time on Netflix. And did not cost two hundred million. I'm assuming, and probably cost ten to fifteen. It's Alloy Entertainment is the producer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's become a, from what I understand, it's become sort of a broad, uh, sort of a, a American patriotic American phenomenon. That that film. Yeah, and also just it did very well globally as well. Summer okay. um, seven, look both ways. <laughs> the uh that uh that that is a uh a blumhouse film about uh there's there's uh goblins uh coming to get you from either side and you have no to, to jason blum there yeah there's a there's an opportunity missed uh, uh they went with a kind of a sliding doors uh update kind of movie uh with uh lily reinhardt from um uh, the CW Riverdale was the star of that. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm confused. It's not a Jason Blum movie. It is not a hard. No, it's a. Um, oh, so Richard just made if, this up. If, oh, he might. No, he made all that up. Yes. Okay. That, <laughs> that is his spider head. That's when he doesn't know, he's getting creative about it. So I like it. <laughs> what all right. does this sound like to you? <laughs> <It's> like, no, <laughs> all right. Both ways. I totally get it. I love it actually. Uh, number six, the man from Toronto. That that's the other Kevin Hart film, I which know. we did discuss previously on the podcast. So I, that I was cheat, that's, that's cheating. So yeah, exactly. Uh, day shift. Day shift. That uh, day shift is a. Uh, I, I, I don't forget to know what day shift. I can't. I can't even do the. You're out of that one. Okay, point. that is a uh, Jamie Fox vampire movie with the. Uh, uh, Chad Stahelski, who's famously of John Wick fame and, and everything else, I think he directed. He was involved in that as well. So it was kind of a very action, stunt-heavy, killing vampires uh, movie with Jamie Fox, right. Academy Award winner Jamie Fox, Academy Award winner best <laughs> actor. Uh, oh, he he won he won he won best didn't he win best actor? No, oh, I yeah. know, oh. I but I thought you were saying that in a snarky way because he's oh doing... no, no he's the actual Academy Award winning. No, I know he is. A list, a list, senior year. Junior is a uh, a a, a rom com about uh, starring 
um, some young people I've never heard of uh, about uh, about uh, what happens when you're planning to go to college and and all your relationships are going to fall apart. A fair a fair guess that is a a Janice. Do you know that movie? Not a clue. Play two. Okay. No, no, not uh, a clue. That is a Rebel Wilson comedy about a cheerleader who gets into a coma for twenty years and goes back to high school to, I think, become uh, pump coming queen or something along right. those lines. So hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Made the uh, Paramount Players uh, division produced that. Uh, three is Me Time, which we've already well discussed on this. Uh, number two, I have is Hustle. <laughs> Uh, that was a Robert Aldrich film from 1969, starring Burt Reynolds and Catherine Deneuve. Uh, a, 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 wow, it's had an incredible uh, resurgence. It's actually a very, uh, very interesting uh, LA mystery. That, that, uh, all right, what's Hustle 2022, Sean? That is the Adam Sandler basketball <laughs> film that came out in uh, in June. So uh, okay. that was number two. And number one is The Gray Man. So uh, although Hustle and Gray Man were very, 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 very close to the top um, in terms of their, and with very, very, very different budgets. Uh, and so, but Adam wow. Sandler got out. But Adam Sandler, you know, that Adam Sandler got out and like he knows he's the OG Netflix movie star. I think we can probably yeah. all agree. And he yeah. still gets out there, hustles. He was everywhere over the NBA playoffs that came out, you know, during June in the, in the playoff season. And he was out pushing that movie pretty hard. And uh, so he he knows how to, he knows how, he's one of the few stars who understands you need to get out there. And market yourself. And really do this hard because you're not going to get that ad spend of $20 million on broadcast television or sports. Fascinating. So, wow. um, and it paid off for, it paid off for Netflix. Again, Adam doesn't get... He just gets a big check and goes, you know, and that's it. But wow. um, so that's your that's your top eleven. Again, back of the napkin math based on available numbers. But well, uh, thank yeah. you for playing, Richard. <laughs> I, I think I came close a few of them. Uh, yeah, not not so much, but yeah, seven out of eleven, maybe. I think. Yeah. Uh, those all, all those pitches that I came up with are my uh, IP. So. <laughs> Someone, anyone wants to develop them. Jason, Jason Blum is calling uh, tomorrow, Richard. So Richard, you guys work out that Send deal. the check to Rich, Venmo Richard at the end. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the Goblin Road Crossing um, drama. Both, both, both uh, ways. I love it. I love it. I'm in. Uh, okay. Lesson here is um, kiss your CMO, I guess. Um, say thank you to your CMO today. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh did we cover our topics? Are we all are we all good? <laughs> I think that's a Labor Day week. All right. Well, um, so nice to see both of you. I hope you all have a nice three day weekend. Um, and uh, Sean, stop posting. If but but I secretly like it when you do. So, <laughs> um, and all right. Well, for those, so remember we have all these great all this great programming coming up in the month of September. We're super excited about it. Remember to subscribe to the angler at the angler.com and like us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, all right, Richard, Sean, have a good one. We'll see you back here next week. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, and enjoy your final gasp of summer. 